Yo, 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 and welcome back to the Banter Boys podcast. My name is Sanji. With me is Ryan. How you doing, Ryan? Yo, Sanji. Uh, I wouldn't lie. I'm a bit tired. I just finished <laughs> two back-to-back Euro drafts, so... Yeah. I know. One in, like, the first draft position, one in the last draft position. How fitting that we uh, have some nice uh, content to talk about. Correct. I mean, I don't blame blame you. It's, like, 11 p.m. here where we are. That's a little late. You you do have work in the morning, don't you? I do. I mean, but when you're working from home, what time is work start, really? Hopefully your, um, you know, superiors aren't listening to the podcast. And if they are, you know, <laughs> go follow us on socials, etc. Insert Ross's little social spiel. Yeah, for sure. So you can message us on Twitter and Instagram, our handles at BantaB. On Discord, in the DraftPL channel, BantaBoys, hashtag 6585. On Reddit, you backslash Banta underscore boys. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, and YouTube, all under the name of Banta Boys. Yeah, man. So, how's things going? Yo, I officially hate all fours as a Trinidadian. I think I might give up the game completely. Like, I'm, I'm really terrible at it. I mean, no. Okay, uh, let me rephrase. The CPU hates me. Whatever frigging platform that we use i mean if that's the excuse you want to take sure i mean we should probably give some context as to you know what all fours is etc sure i mean if there was ever a national card game that would be trinidad's national card game country that has a national card game that's heights man that's goals actually yeah there you go um what are we talking about today yeah, we're recording a pod. We're talking about <laughs> we're we're a fucking mess. I'm not gonna lie, we're a fucking mess. Yeah. Because I mean, it's coming. It's coming closer to like the deadline. I've had a couple of drinks in me. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, we're gonna talk about what goalkeepers, defenders. Yeah, and how our drafts went. As you brought up all fours. Um, if any Trini listeners want to request the game versus us, you know, just shoot Sanji a message on Twitter. We'll make that happen. A hundred percent. Uh, yeah. And talk about random games and how the draft went. But, uh, what else? Oh, by the way, I got a cat, dude. I'm fostering a cat. Like, a real one, or...? A real one. She's sitting on my lap while I record. So if you hear random purring, like, I'm sorry. Like, listen, Ryan's giving you frogs and lizards, so it could be worse, you know? I mean, yeah, I can't (laughs) help it. Yeah, we live in the Caribbean. This is life. Yeah, I, last night I was uh, up late. I was putting together like the final touches on like the data sheet and the draft sheet. Um, and I was still tinkering with my official squad. And I got to a point where I was trying to fit uh, Tyrone Mings in. Yeah, and I closed the website. I was like, this is, yeah, I need to go to sleep. Like, <laughs> when yeah. I'm seriously debating Tyrone Mings as a fantasy asset. So, yeah, so something is wrong. two North Macedonian defenders was okay, but Tyrone Mings, eh, okay. That's where you call it. Yeah, you know, Alioski has penalties. Does Mings have penalties? Can Mings even take a penalty? Mings will concede penalties. That's that's what he can do. There you go, exactly. So I'm, I'm fucking with no English defense. Bro, like, honestly, when I made my draft rankings, like I said, the only two players that probably had colors was Harry Kane and Pickford. And you don't even know if Pickford's gonna gonna play, baby. Who knows? Who knows? Ah, uh, Phil Foden, yo. Oh, yeah, Phil as well. 
I mean, there's Grealish, you know, Mount, Chilwell, you want your Champions League, Chelsea boys. True. It's, it's starting to get a little, like, I'm just ready for the tournament to start. Same. Like, I'm done preparing, like, I mean, I don't know about you, though. Like, how many fantasy games are you playing at the moment? Uh, too many to count, <laughs> I think. So, the two drafts I did tonight, that covers draft. I think I'm doing two fantasy squads. I think I'm doing one official, and then there are a bunch of small games here and there, predictor games, and that kind of thing that I'm playing. Um, I saw Fantasy Five, who were running the weekly, you know, pick five for FPL. Um, yeah, that game. I see they're doing a Twitter, I guess, tournament or game where you pick five players for the entire duration of the tournament. And whatever manager picks the best scoring five wins. I think they're paying out the top three places. So, you know, that's something I'm hoping to find time to do at some point. For that one, wouldn't you just pick, like, the people that you think are going to end up in, like, the semis and the quarters and whatever? Yeah, uh, except I don't want to be similar to anyone else. So I think I'll just go, like, instead of going... Defenders. Instead of going Ronaldo, <laughs> I might get Jota. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I don't have the time for all of that. Also, that Fantasy Five Twitter thing sounds like a lot more effort than just using their simple UI where you just got to click players, etc. Yeah, I don't know why they're doing it that way, but hey. The fan team stuff, I might actually register a team. Like, I feel like I've put in way too much effort that I could possibly get, you know, some sort of reward for my efforts let's see i don't know i i mean you did suggest you know registering if i want to play fan team registering through the euro.draftfantasyfootball.co.uk website they've got a special deal going on right i think if you buy one team you get one free entry sort of thing so it's like two for one right that's a pretty good deal yeah just use the, the euro draft site use their referral link yeah and then once you make a deposit on fan team and you sign up for the euro tournament you get a free entry yeah now that we've mentioned fan team, let's just quickly talk about it. I don't think we're going to spend too much time on the pod talking about it. Um, like, where are you at in terms of fan team? Like, have you spent more time since we last pod? I have probably spent a grand total of five minutes before we hit record today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. What have you got for us? <laughs> I think what, what's the I latest? Think the teams we're keen on, we've said that already. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. for fan team, I think the teams that I'm looking at for defense don't really change. Yeah. Right now, in my defense, I have... So, I mean, you get 105 million and you have to set a lineup of 11 players, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I'm, I'm following this standard FPL format where you have a fodder defender, a 4 million defender, you have a fodder midfielder, a 4.5 million midfielder, and you kind of focus all your money on your core team. So, yeah. my defense is a mix of premiums and two budget picks. So, for premium picks, I have Munier, I have Spinozola, Pavard, and I'm actually debating on if to get Dumfries over Windal. They're both 5.5 million, but I think Dumfries is more nailed. I think you were saying something where he looked better the other day. Yeah, so, I've I've been listening to other pods and stuff, uh, like shout out to the... FML, FPL guys even, uh, they're doing a Euro sesh as well. Um, just, I heard that, you know, Frank De Boer apparently was playing back four throughout all of qualifying and then just recently changed to a back five. And I don't know how much you let uh, 
who the actual manager is of the national team play a role in when you're picking players? Because I think it's a massive thing to consider even in the regular FPL season. Like, who's managing? Like, yep. that's why, like, Mancini, like, he's won the Prem. Like, I'm really high on Italy going far. Like, he's got that winning mentality. Right. The thing is, like, Frank de Boer came with Crystal Palace and wasn't he, like, one of the worst managers we've ever seen in our lifetime? Yeah, he wasn't the best. Uh, but, I mean, it's Palace. How much can you really do with Palace? I mean, ask Roy. <laughs> ask Roy. <laughs> but, yeah, to round off my defense, um, so those, those four picks, I expect them to go far. That's Belgium. Mm-hmm. Netherlands, Italy, France. Yeah. And they should last me the tournament. I guess my last spot was just for a fodder defender. Yeah. There yeah, are yeah. a couple playing four million defenders in this game. Um Selic or Selic from Turkey. Mm. I think almost all the Czech Republic and Scotland defenders are four million. Yeah. And there probably are a few others here and there. Not Macedonia must have a four million defender. How much is Alioski? I think he's four point five. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But, I mean, for someone you probably will never be playing, right? Yeah. I think you don't want to even spend that extra 0.5. And your mids and forwards? Well, mids and forwards we discussed last time, they haven't changed. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, But yeah, goalkeepers, right now, I have Portugal's goalkeeper in. I'm still not sure if it's going to be Rui Patricio or if it's going to be Lopez. Yeah, I think I saw Silva in net today in the game. Right? Yeah, it's all up in the air. So, and I just have a for the defend, uh, for the goalkeeper. There's a four point goalkeeper from Finland, not Herdeki. Oh no, Herdeki is for for million. Um, so yeah, I'll just put in Herdeki, I guess. So, like, do you have any sort of rules when you're picking your defenders and goalies? Like, what's the maximum you're going to spend on a defender or a goalie? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I just, I want one premium, like, top-tier defender that's provided my squad. So that if I don't think he's necessary anymore, I can easily swap him out for Jao Cancelo. Yeah. Uh, I can swap him out for, I don't know, who's a good English defender. Luke Shaw, if Shaw's playing out wide and putting up the same yeah. key passes, figures that he was putting up in Prem. Or if Chilwell's on some set pieces, etc. Exactly. Yeah. So, I want that kind of flexibility. So, it's really just one fodder and one premium and then anything else goes in between. That's fair. Okay. I guess the only other thing we haven't really discussed is what your captaincy strategy for that is. Is it similar to like the official game, would you say? It's, it's not because... You set your captain and you can't change it day to day. Oh, fancy. So you have to pick yeah, one. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, you have to pick one captain for the entire group stage one. Oh, that's wild. So only seven captains then, yeah? Yeah, only okay. seven captains. Who are you eyeing at the moment? It's so difficult. Uh, Ronaldo is in my squad. Yeah. Maybe I captain him. Yeah. Lukaku is up there for me, but just the question mark on if he's going to have De Bruyne has it behind him. Yeah. I'm not sure. So, it's between Depay, Ronaldo, and Lukaku right now. Yeah. Are you letting ownership affect your decision-making at all in Fantine? I don't even know if there's a way to see ownership in this game. There probably is. I just have never looked into it. Yeah. So, no, I don't like to let ownership sway me so much. Uh, At least not now. And I guess the ownership stats I'm kind of having my 
in the back of my head are really from the official game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that I do prefer is to captain a midfielder over a forward in this game and in most fantasy games just because A, they get an extra point for a goal scored. Yeah. B, in this game, you get points for each shot on target you take and you get, I think it's 0.4 points for a forward shot on target, but 0.5 or 0.6 points for a midfielder shot on target. So those may add up. I mean, Bruno is also a safe pick, given his performance. Today. Yeah, he killed it. Uh, which is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it was very annoying. Um, I really did not want to have to even think of Bruno. Yeah. Now he's on my radar. Uh, and Ronnie came off early, so he's rested. He's going to be ready to go. Oh, did he? Go. I didn't yeah, even, yeah. He I got didn't some even check that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I misspoke. Shots on targets for forwards and midfielders are the same at point four per okay. shot on target. Yeah. Shots on target for defenders is 0.6. Okay. Okay. So if you get that OOP uh, defender who takes a lot of shots, like I think Alaba is a, a defender in this game, only 5 million. He could be a solid pick. You know, maybe I think you should just captain Alioski and you call it a day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Double down, right? North Macedonian defense. Two of them. There you go. Put in Tyrone yeah. Mings and then, yeah. You know what, I'm honestly, sad. if I register the fan team and I get a free team, I'm just going to do fucking wildness, maybe, for one of the game weeks, right? Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Okay. I think we can probably move on from fan team. Sure. Because I don't think a lot of our listeners care too much about it, but, you know, let's see. Oh, one cool thing I saw What's up? is if you do register, mm-hmm. and I think I we know Tom is playing, uh, you can actually create your own mini league within this game. Which is already a league of its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That'd be pretty cool. So I never noticed that before. So you could set up your own mini league and I guess add your friends and see how you're doing relative to them. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we should do that then. Yeah. Okay, so the next thing I kind of want to jump on is the forms that you put together. I was earlier today or yesterday, something like that. Yeah, it was about 1 a.m. today, I guess. Yeah. So we kind of circled a two-minute predictor sheet uh, in our socials, etc. And uh, we got some responses um, and some very interesting answers, I-, I-, I think, in the predictor sheet. Ryo, you want to run through that with us? Sure. So we got 26 responses and what we asked uh, to rank, I guess, how the teams are going to fall within each of the groups. Mm. Who you think the best tier please teams are going to come from which groups yeah and then who do you think is going to win the tournament play second place third and i guess fourth yeah so let's run through it group a heavy favorites are italy 23 out of the 26 responses said italy no surprise there heavy favorite for second was turkey followed by wales and then i guess a kind of even mix of the rest of the teams for third and fourth yeah group b belgium no one better to get them. So 26 out of 26 said they will come first without a doubt. And 20 or 21 out of 26 said Finland come dead for. Wow. Denmark are second favorites and it's hard to argue with that, I think. Russia, comfortable third places. Group C, Netherlands, heavy favorites. 24 to 26 said Netherlands. Two people said Ukraine to actually top the group. That's surprising. Ukraine heavy favorites for second and North Macedonia heavy favorites for dead last. 
I think you went a bit off key. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I put North Macedonia to finish second in that group. But you know what? I wouldn't put it past Ukraine to finish first in that group. If really? I'm going to say Frank de Boer is a fucking wild head, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I would blame Frank de Boer alone on the fact that they don't top that group. I, I think know. the squad on paper is just too good, though. Yeah. Like. Yeah, for sure. Is by the way, it's what's not Crystal Palace we're talking about? <laughs> I know. By the way, what's up with uh, Delict? Do, do we have any update on him? I I don't think so. I like... think he's injured. I think they just didn't remove him from the squad. Frank decided, yes, let's take a gamble and carry him. Yeah. So he's using up a spot on him and hoping he recovers in time. I guess. I haven't seen much more than that. So Maguire play basically. Uh, basically, yeah. Where have we reached? Yeah, I think we reached Group D now. Yeah. D. Uh, England heavy favorites. 22 out of 26 said England. Three said Croatia. One random person said Czech Republic. I don't think they know about football. Could be wrong. Hey. <laughs> no offense. Croatia heavy favorites to come second. And Czech Republic and Scotland tied as heavy favorites for last. Group E. This one was a bit different where 20 out of 26 thought Spain will come first. That's fair. Poland, 5 out of 26 said they might pip Spain with that first spot. Otherwise, they'll heavy favorites for second. Yeah. But 21 out of 26 think Slovakia are coming dead last. So more think Slovakia are coming last than think Spain are coming first. That's pretty wild. Yeah. And then the same thing happens on Group F. Everyone predicted Hungary to come fourth. That's not surprising. Most thought France will come first. Most thought Portugal will come second. So that's 21 thinking France first. 17 thinking Portugal second. 20 think Germany come third, which uh, I'm not too sure I agree with. I think I'm kind of different on here. I said Portugal first, France second, Germany third. So yeah, let's see how it goes. I think we actually just got a response come in as we're looking at this. <laughs> nice, yes. Just if the numbers are skewed, <laughs> yeah. If the number, oh, Hungary's still dead last, oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Does anything else change? Nope. Belgium is still Claire favorites. You know what? It will be interesting to see because I think the next time we pod is uh, after group stages, right? We should see what the latest true. results are and compare that to what actually happens. happens. Yeah. That's true. So we were just speaking about this. The third place teams that should do well, at least based on the poll. Group F. Everyone thinks the third place team will come out of group F. Um, that's, I guess, the Germany, the Portugals, or the France, whoever finishes third there. Just because Hungary is so weak, yeah. everyone should just thump Hungary. And You, you say you know, that, but then Hungary's got two home games with a full stadium. <laughs> True. You were saying, what, the capacity of their stadium is like 60k, yeah. and they're, they're maxing it out? Yeah, they're the only country, I think, that is getting to max out their match or whatever. I think you, you, you're sounding a bit soft. I don't know if you're speaking into the mic or like, oh, wait, so... I, I think it's only when you move side to side. Yeah, yeah, so. I think when I move away. The problem is, is the cat keeps sleeping on my lap and I can't uh. get closer to the to the computer. So I'm going to try and move the cat onto the bed right now while she's asleep. Yes, guys. This is an actual cat. I just saw the video. <laughs> this is not a code name. This is not a code name for someone else. Oh, and she is staying on the bed? Coming back? Yeah, she's coming back. Oh, I'm not going to get to record this <laughs> podcast in peace. All right, that's fine. Continuing with the third place best playoff finishes or whatever, um, the second the team that came in second or the group that came in second was Group B, yeah. Yep, and I think that's because Finland are the weakest team there. Everybody thinks they'll thump Finland. Eh, hard to argue. 
Yeah, I was really surprised by what came in third and fourth, uh, which was Group D and Group E. I think a tie. Yep. I was honestly thinking, like, my gut call initially was Groups A, B, C, and F would have the third place teams that came out of them. I think that, like, Group D and E, is that, like, the England group, I think? One is the England group. The Group D is the England group, right? Yeah, I'm honestly not expecting a lot of goals from that. I could be wrong because I I just feel like um as as much as we want to get a Scotland shit like they could just be a team that doesn't score a lot of goals but sets up well defensively, and the same thing for like the Czech Republic, right? And Croatia, you just never know, right? They were the World Cup finalists. They could <laughs> anything can you could like anything can happen, right? Yeah, and I mean when you have a Luka Modric, like yeah. Yeah, I know it's it's this probably is the last tournament, but still. Yeah, exactly. Um, any anything can happen there. So I'm surprised that a lot of people think that it's gonna be an easy third place or a team that they can easily demolish in Group D, and then uh, Group E: Poland, Slovakia, Spain, and Sweden. Maybe Spain and Poland score goals, but I. I don't really expect anything from Slovakia and uh, Sweden, to be honest. I feel like Sweden's an aged squad. I don't know. Um, I guess I haven't been following them strongly enough. Yeah. But you said Kuloveski or Kuloveski, I think, tested positive for COVID or had like a COVID test or something. Yeah, so... And he had an amazing season with Juventus. So if you take him out... Okay, yeah. The good news is Larson owners will probably get more minutes, right? Yep. Seb Larson is now probably nailed. Yeah. On pens, probably. There you go, right? Uh, not sure if he's going to finish 90 minutes all the time, but... Yeah, it's a... <laughs> How old is he now? Like, <laughs> exactly. 36, 37? Arsenal legend. Yeah, he's uh, 36 years old. There you go. Uh, yeah, so it's interesting to see how people are thinking for that. Um, what is next? I think the final part was the final four, right? The top four teams, I guess. Yep. Yep. So France are clear heavy favorites to win it all. Half the people who took the poll think France will win it all. Um, next were England, Belgium, and Portugal, roughly the same percentages each. Yeah. And then one random person thinks Spain will win it, and two people think Germany will win it. Second place was a bit more even. I guess if people did not put France as their first place, yeah, a good few put France as second. Um. But an equal portion put England, Belgium as second as well. So those took up the bulk of it, about a quarter each. And then Spain, Portugal, Netherlands, Italy made up the rest. I don't actually know if there's a third and fourth place playoff game in Euros, but I asked the question anyhow. What team do you think will finish third? Um, Belgium were heavy favourites here. More people think Belgium, England, France and Portugal will finish third. Yeah than anyone else and then which teams will finish fourth the fourth distribution is actually very even uh netherlands portugal italy england belgium and even germany denmark and wales spain and wales <laughs> wales and ukraine got a vote each like i'm pretty sure people, people just didn't give a four. fuck at that point that was like the last question on the poll probably just let's just troll them just let's yeah fuck it <laughs> All right, that's interesting. That's um, but 
do you think that kind of matches along your thinking? The teams that are group favorites, yeah, yeah, that that goes along with everybody's thinking. I think. I think Poland, Spain is the only one you were like debating on. Yeah, I I prefer Poland actually. Yeah, I think that Spain squad is a bit inexperienced, and I think Poland may pip them. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, I think the final four is a bit surprising. France, Portugal, Belgium, England are what the people are saying are going to be the final four, at least the majority. Yeah, I didn't expect England to make final four, to be honest. So yeah, you know what? They could surprise us. Who knows? But no, Harry Maguire at the moment is really worrying. So yeah, uh, I mean, if he's fit after group stages, you know, yeah, fair game for England. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I mean, no one still knows how Southgate is going to line up. Like exactly. He might play all of his right backs at the same time. <laughs> Even Trent? Ben, ben White might be starting and we don't know about that. So the latest rumours is, is what? Luke Shaw as centre-back alongside John Stones and then alongside him yeah. is Kyle Walker. Yeah. So three centre-backs, two of which are actual full-backs. So that means Chilwell and probably Trippier or Rhys James on the right side. So like, what was the point of using your replacement spot for Trent, carrying Ben White, if you're considering using two fullbacks as centre-backs. Like, it's the same reason Raheem Sterling is priced at 12 million on fan team. I guess it's the same reason you're also... You walked away after thinking, ooh, do I put Tyrone Mings in my team, right? Like, I, I told you, I heard on the podcast that England apparently looked like shit when Tyrone Mings went off. Right, <laughs> that's really worrying. Um, like the okay. their best center back is right now Tyrone Mings. Right, um, listen, he had a great season with Aston Villa, but I mean, you mentioned like uh, a while ago, right? He could be one of those players that concedes a penalty, right? Oh yeah, against world class talent. So, and we're at the stage now. So, anyways, true. I think we can move on to the next segment. Yeah, sure. So we have some Twitter questions. Yep. Uh, do you want to run through what we've got? Sure. So, let's see. First up is Ras. Obviously. <laughs> he says, Sanji, with a very cute kitty picture. Do you miss me yet? Every fucking day, baby. Every day. I miss potting with you. Come on. Talking regular shit all the time with Prem? You know what's up. Yeah, man. Um, I hope you're, you know, resting up. I hope you're... Are you even listening to the Euro series? I doubt it. Um, but you know, hope you get rest, uh, enjoy your break, hope you enjoy the Euros and, you know, come back to a fresh season so I can kick your ass. But yeah, man, miss you, buddy. I mean, he won one of the leagues though, can you really kick his ass? I don't know if he won, did he? I can't remember, like... Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's like and like stuck and all Yeah, it was like, a, yeah, it was stuck for like three days, we didn't know if he was the winner, like, it's still up for debate. <laughs> true. True. We're still we're still counting it. So stop the count. Yeah. So Ross, thank you so much for your question. At Siddiqui Ross. Go follow him. Go give him a follow. Yep. Uh next up. Man with no name. At the Bankster One. That's Debbie. He was in our draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In fan tracks and in our Euro draft tonight. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the question is which team do you think will have the best defensive display at the Euros? Do you want my serious answer? Do you want my <laughs> Wild answer. <laughs> Tyrone Ming? Yes, honestly. A team of four <laughs> Tyrone Ming? I feel like, honestly, I feel like England can get some clean sheets out of that group. I mean... Like, just some grind, some dirty 1-0 wins, you know? 
Yeah, I don't agree. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Serious talk of France. Angola Conte, right? Sure. Maybe Spain for their group because of just their possession football. Sure. And just their opposition struggle to score or might not score a lot. Not keen on Belgium at all? You know, I should be keen on Belgium. I really should be. Um, I, I think I'm more keen on their clean sheets than their goals right now, yeah. And that's because the creativity is lacking without a... No KDB, no Hazard starting right now. Right. Like, I, I still think Lukaku will get you at least, like, a goal every game, but I don't think he's going to get braces right now. I could be wrong again, right? We'll see what happens when they come a- up against Finland for their last group stage game, right? That could be fucking disgustingly bad. I'm going to die... If he walks out onto the pitch wearing fucking metal braces in his mouth and it's just like, I have braces, bitch. <laughs> you just said I can't get braces. Wow, that was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> that was so bad. Let's just edit that out. <laughs> of course not. I know that's thing. I'm definitely that's keeping that um, 100%. Um, yeah, other teams that, like, other defensive... Okay, I honestly don't think Germany's going to keep a lot of clean sheets. I don't have faith in them. Maybe Portugal, out after they come out of that group of death, maybe? Yeah, okay, that's fair. Uh, maybe Switzerland or Poland could get you, get you a couple of clean sheets here and there? Yeah, possible. Alright. Poland, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, Leanne. Lee underscore Atong underscore Gil. What are your thoughts on the England squad and on the Netherlands squad? <laughs> England squad, where do we go? Wait, I mean, we can repeat what we said before. Harry Kane and everyone else. We have no idea how they're going to field up. No clue. Yeah, Harry, Pickford, and then who? If you had to take one of the midfielders out of like Foden, Mountain, Grealish, who are you going to take? It depends on what I want. But in terms of raw talent, potential to just become world class, Phil Foden is up there with the best of them. I mean, yeah. He's so young, and what you see this guy do on the ball is just insane sometimes. Yeah, especially considering uh, their Champions League run. He was one of the main reasons I think they made it to the final. I mean, yeah, sure, Mars as well, but yep. Foden had some very crucial goals, right? You think about the one against Dortmund. Yeah, true. And I, I think you also want a core of like experienced players going with you. Mount, despite being young, is more experienced than most of them. Yeah. Having won a Champions League, and I, I don't think he, they're even gonna take him for set pieces or anything. He's just a guy that's gonna give one hundred and ten percent and run like all ninety minutes. He's not gonna stop. Yeah, and so the opposite of injury prone. Yeah, like yeah, he's mystery liable. We're not supposed to be talking about fan tracks in EPL, but Mount is like one of my top picks for next season's fan tracks draft. Yeah, uh, Netherlands. Yep, won the Netherlands squad. So, Netherlands, I think Depay up top, maybe one of Berg, Wies, or uh, what is the other? Weghorst, yeah. Um, and then Windal, Dumfries as your wingbacks, and then your back three, depending on Delict's injury, can be De Vry, Blind. Uh, who else am I thinking of? I don't know if I don't go pick up anyone else. I mean, we could refer to, like, the Draft Hound website, right? They've got a bunch of predicted teams. Yep. If you're not confident on what the fuck we're talking about tonight, go check out Draft Hound. Such a useful website. Yeah, they even got win percentages, clean sheet percentages up there. Probably have more useful content than we're giving you right now, but <laughs> hey. Hey, we've got the bats. True. And you have a cat. And I've got the cat. Yeah, she's still sleeping on my lap. Nala. She does not respond to her name yet. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think that's her name, dude. I don't think so. Honestly, even when I have like named my other cat Xena, I've rarely called her Xena. I usually call her like butt face, booby, hey, you know, silly, like never by her true name. Like now, this is not a mirror, right? Like this is an actual <laughs> cat. <laughs> so funny, so funny. All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> um, it's really been a long one. It really has been a long day. Okay, last question. Yeah, last question from Nathan. Um, yeah, what is that handle? At Bukun O Four. Bukun O Four. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on Netherlands and Germany exiting at the group stage? I'm okay with the Germany group stage exit. I'm okay with that. Not gonna lie. You think it's likely? Okay, I mean, after you told me that Germany has basically all of their games at home in the group stage, it's harder to say that they're gonna get kicked out, right? Netherlands versus Germany, given the groups, how they are, like, you can't say Netherlands doesn't make it out of that group. Yeah. I mean, they have surprised us in the past, but that looks like a no-brainer day coming out. Yeah. Another aspect with Germany is... Despite their poor recent performance in internationals in the last, what, is it three years? They just, they play tournament football, right? When they step up into the tournament, they just show up. And it's Yogi Lowe's. Yeah, Yogi Lowe's last tournament. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. They they brought back the old faithfuls. They brought back Muller. They brought back, jeez, uh, centre-back. You just t- t- told me his name. Ginter? Why am I blanking? Ginter. No. Rudiger. <laughs> Santa back. Emerus Chan. The big guy. Matt Hummels. Matt there Hummels. <laughs> yeah. Hummels and Miller were out of the squad for a while. They brought them back in. That should firm them up, I think. Is Emery Chan not nailed in that backline? Yo, if Emery Chan is nailed, <laughs> then why did no one draft him? Oh yeah, that's he's true. a defender in the draft game, and if he's nailed, yeah, I forgot that draft version has some very weird positionings in that. Yeah, so I don't think he's nailed. Okay, let's say he was nailed. Do you really have confidence in Emery Chan as a centre-back? No. That's why I think, like, no. Germany could concede, yo. I feel like one of their centre-backs is going to fuck them up. I don't know. I could be wrong. Right? Kimmich, Goretzka, and Gundogan in midfield is kind of hard to, like, ignore. But... Rudiger? I mean, Rudiger, I, I don't think he played too much in, like, the most recent friendlies and stuff. So that's why I, I won't suggest him. But yeah, he fucking smashed it for Chelsea, right? So if he starts... I'd definitely go pick up Rudiger. Like, yeah, that defense changes if Emery Chan's not playing, I think. True, true. Okay, I think that's all the Twitter questions we had. Sweet. So, I think, you know what? Now's the perfect time for a halftime break, halftime pint. So, you know what? When we come back, we will look at the official game, uh, chat a little bit about maybe how much, you know, the home fixtures actually play a role, and then see how our drafts went. So we will catch you after the break. Let's do it. And we are back. Okay, so uh, do you want to maybe pull up uh, the official game? Let's start looking at some defenders and goalkeepers to chat about. Let's do it. Uh, so the most expensive defender... Rafael Guerrero. I'm not even sure if his place is nailed. Um, there's another guy, Lucas Hernandez as well, 6.5. Out of the two of those guys, are you considering um, either one of them or their team as defensive options? I am avoiding the group of that. Right, 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 right. Actually, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I may play 
my limitless in game week two, so I may start off with a Portuguese defender. But Guerrero is not nailed enough for me to pick him, so yeah, let's let's just say no. Yeah, yeah. There are a few other six point five defenders though. I think Florenzi and like Pavard and no, those guys are actually all six. Really? So like you've got only two. Yeah, you've only got two six point five defenders. And then you've got a bunch of six defenders like Chiellini, Shaw, Varane. Wow. Um, I mean, there's not too many six defenders, so I could probably list them all off right now. I've got them sorted by price. So, Laporte, Chiellini, Luke Shaw, Rafael Varane, Luca Dean, Alba from Spain, Cancelo, Pavard, Florenzi, Chilwell, and Ruben Diaz. That's all your six mil defenders. Right. So, I would definitely go... Cancelo before uh, Guerrero, especially after his performance in uh, his friendly today. What was yeah. it? A golden assist yeah. for Zhao? Yeah. Yeah, it was. So yeah, yeah. He's cheaper, 0.5 cheaper. I watched that and... game. I mean, his goal was kind of a deflection, but it was still a decent shot. Nice. I think, though, the most Amount of money I might drop on a defender is 5.5. And I'm probably going to go for the likes of, like, your Rodriguez, who has, like, penalties, right? Yep. He's got a bit more insurance with him. Uh, I mean, it depends on how confident you are on clean sheets, right? And if you want to get an idea of maybe how to guess the clean sheets, go follow FPL Abdul. Or FPL Salah is his name? FPL Salah. Another maniac, yo. Yeah, shout out to the maniacs again. We fucking love those boys. I feel Salah posts all the clean sheet percentages, the win percentages, uh, who might top their group percentages. Go give them a follow. Go see, you know, what, what they're saying about the clean sheet percentages. And then maybe you can pick up uh, defenders just for that. But if you're going to go purely on clean sheet, I'm going to look at like your 4 millions and your 4.5 millions, right? So like if you want, you think Belgium's going to keep some clean sheets, we'll get Denier, 4.5 million. I think that's a great pick to start off with. Agreed. He's not in my squad, but definitely he's a great pick. Pau Torres, right? Pau Torres is a good 4.5 as well, yeah. Other 5.5s, if you want, uh, I think Dumfries is a good option. Zinchenko is a good option as well. Benucci. But Dumfries is like a whole million more than Windal, right? So. Yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you might as well go Windal, yeah? Uh, Alderweireld is 5.5 but yeah Denier 4.5 you might as well go for him John Stones or Spinazzola also at 5.5 Stones is 5.5 eh? Mario Fernandez, a goal scoring defender from Russia okay yeah uh, Kimpembe as well is also a kind of a cheap e- entry into that uh, French defense if you think they're going to keep a lot of clean sheets I was surprised Robertson was 5.5 for Scotland I thought he would have maybe right. been 5 the max Considering he didn't have too good of a season with Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite options is Munir, 5.5, right? What about uh, Zinch? Zinchenko is 5.5. He is um, a defender that he's playing in midfield. Maybe he might take some penalties. He took one of the penalties in Ukraine's most recent friendly. Yeah, and and then you're kind of jumping into the 5 million range, right? Ribas from Poland, he got, I think, like an assist or two in his most recent friendlies. 
Lena from Austria, another good attacking fullback. I'm not sure if Grankvist is worth the five million from Sweden, even though in like previous international tournaments, Gronkis, Gronkis, yeah, he was like a penalty. He took penalties, didn't he? Wasn't he like the main penalty taker for them? I think he did take fans at the time. He's also still the captain, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's gonna start, right? Probably not. How do you feel about uh, Gosens? By Yo. the way, five million option, German defender, German wingback. If it wasn't a group of dead, Gosens will be nailed in my side. Yeah, I'm so he smashed it in the most recent friendly. That's what I'm annoyed at. I'm annoyed that these like decent differential-ish type picks performed in their friendlies. So like Ricardo Rodriguez got an assist in, or a goal in one game, and then he missed the penalty. So like we still got confirmation that he's on pens. I didn't want any of that to yeah, happen because yeah. now people saw yeah. him and his potential. Uh, yeah. Gosens is the next choice. Uh, Cancelo today. Uh, who else? The others you mentioned, right? Lena, uh, Rebus. Yeah. I mean, yes, we are looking at the stats, but I'm also annoyed some of them hit before the tournament started. Just to... <laughs> yeah, they're hitting some players are hitting some very late form right now. Uh, Jose Gaia, a five million defender, but I mean, we're starting to get news out of the Spanish camp that players are testing positive for COVID. So I'm not sure how many Spanish players you might want to start the tournament with, just in case they postpone one of those games. You never know. Like FPL was fucking wild this season, right? Fan like fantasy draft in general. Like we had friggin' double game weeks in the playoffs because of COVID and fans protesting and blocking games and all kind of shit. So let me just keep that one in mind, you know. Um, another five million defender, Kieran Tierney, could be playing out of position for Scotland. If you think he can get something in one of his group stage games, might be worth a punt. I don't know. Oh, is he out of position? I assume so, yeah. He's going to play on the same left side as Robertson, right? Oh, I thought Robo was the one out of position and then Tierney was like a less center back. Oh, yeah, that could also be... I mean, they've both played like similar roles for their club teams as well, right? I think more so yeah, Tierney yeah. as a uh, left center back. Right. Um, Sufal, 5 million defender. Jeez, but Czech looked awful. That's, yeah, check do look awful. Yeah, we were talking about it in our draft, right? Uh, Sufal for West Ham is a different <laughs> prospect to Sufal for the Czech Republic. I mean, after that, you've got Soyuncu at five, but if Soyuncu is your best defender in your back line, I'm not trusting your back line. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're higher in him, and I think you have more respect for him. I have very little <laughs> respect <laughs> for him. Um, and then we get into... I think he had a good first season with Leicester, man. Yeah, okay, sure, maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, I find it very hard to agree, like, 100%. Um, and then we're going to get into your 4.5 range, right? Uh, your Alioskis, your Bednaraks. Uh, who else? We, I mean, you've got, like, you've got a ton of 4.5 options, right? We mentioned Windal is a better option than Dumfries because of the price. Um, yep. Christopher Trimmel is another good attacking defensive option from Austria, 4.5. Yeah. Uh, Paul Torres, 4.5. Denier. Alioski, who you keep shouting. Yeah. Yo, also, uh, Danish defenders, Miley and Kier, both 4.5 defenders. I think Denmark yeah. could get a couple clean sheets. They could. Your Turkish boys, Maras and Salik, I think are both 4.5 as well, those wingbacks, right? Yep. Uh... Yeah, after that, I don't know. I think eventually you'll probably start to look at four defenders, four million defenders. And the only one I'm going to suggest is uh, Ristovsky. 
I think he got a goal and an assist in the last five friendlies uh, for North Macedonia. That's the only reason I was kind of ready to double down on him. But yeah, playing four million defender, you can't go wrong with that, right? So I think there are a few. Uh, I think the North Macedonian defense is super confusing because there's a Ristevsky yeah. and a Ristovsky. <laughs> yeah. They're both four million. Yeah. And I think they both may start. But you're saying Ristovsky is the one that got an assist? A goal and an assist, yeah. Oh, wow, okay, yeah, Based yeah. Based on the, the data that I collected, right? Yeah, I guess from draft down, it looks like he plays on the opposite side of Alioski, so should be bombarding forward as well. Yeah. Um, I think Finland have a few uh, 4 million defenders. I'm not even going to pretend that I know how to pronounce these names, so... Ivanov, Lam, Toivio. <laughs> Toivio, I think Toivio is one. Yeah. Hamalainen, Hamalainen, Hamalainen. Yeah, Hamalainen. I, I got don't that, even know right? anymore. Actually, it might, it might just be Toivio. Yeah. That plays. Based on, based on minutes and stuff. Yeah. Man, you're starting to talk about Finland defenders. I feel like we need to move on. why did i go down that rabbit hole really it's gone into that point let's look at some goalkeepers i think i think we gave good options for defense i don't know what my like what what's your what's your current like defense backline looking like right now i think it's spinazola munier maele windal and Paul Torres. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I definitely tinkered since our last one as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't quite remember what my last one was, but in goal, I have a 5 million mid... I mean, 5 million goalkeeper. Wow, how could I have a 5 million mid in goal? All right. Uh, and I was keen on Lopez from Portugal. I am now, I think, Rui Patricio took back his spot. I have no idea what I'm basing this on. Uh, <laughs> but I like Chesney. Yeah, you, you did mention Chesney. I mean... I think, yeah, Poland can probably keep a couple clean sheets. I mean, I don't trust Chesney as a goalkeeper. He's got Arsenal DNA. He doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence every time I've seen him in net. So I personally will avoid Sir Chesney. But by all means, go forth. Go strong. Enjoy. Enjoy that pain. Why don't you? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would rather a fullback or a defender than Chesney. Um... Because Chesney doesn't... Fill me with confidence of making saves or getting save points. I could be wrong. I don't follow Syria like you do. So I can't recall, but I rem. So I, I mean, I don't follow it, and as in I don't watch it. But yeah, I think he's had a decent career since he left Arsenal. I feel like everyone who has left Arsenal has had a decent career. Well, that is also true. I kind of remember him being a decent pen stopper in Prem, though. Not a clue if that's true or not. Let's see what his who scored says. Is it who scored or is it transfer market that usually has pen stats? Probably transfer market might have that. They have some weird random stats. Yeah, it might be transfer market. You're right. Yeah. It is transfer market. Let's see. Total penalties saved, 20. Total non-saved penalties, 55. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's like every, one in two, right? Wait, no. That's wrong. That's one in three. I can't do math. One in three. Yeah, I can't do math. Yeah. Yeah, that's still pretty impressive, though. I can tell you how to draft a team. I can't tell you how to differentiate or integrate. What is what is that joke about engineers? How would you know if someone's an engineer? Yeah, they, they tell you. Shout out to Alana for that joke. I don't even know if she's listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just hold up your just hold up your hands there. Do you have your ring on? 
Oh, I don't even. I'm not even wearing my ring. Yeah, I've I've honestly taken that ring off. Uh. Honestly, since I moved home. Oh man, I don't mean to like drop shade in our country or whatever. I don't wear jewelry when I go out in Trinidad. That's fair. Okay, let us look at goalkeepers. We still have a a bit to cover. Um, goalkeepers. God, I fucking hate talking about goalkeepers, but we got to do it anyways. Uh, your most expensive goalkeepers. Six billion, right? Uh, there's three of them: Manuel Neuer, Courtois, and Yoris. Nice. I think you could go with any one of those if you're confident that they're gonna keep clean sheets throughout the tournament. Out of those three, which one would you go with if you had to start one? Uh, Courtois. I just like his group more. I mean, can you really go with Neuer? Neuer, like for the, I don't know, like super keeper, might get an assist. Of course, he's not. But Neuer for penalties has always been a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you're looking 5.5 range, right? We've got four keepers in there. David De Gea, Donnarumma, Pickford, and Patricio. Out of those four, who are you going to go for, probably? It's easy, right? Donnarumma. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. And I think, like, Italian defense isn't as strong as it used to be. So they're probably going to force people to take a couple of shots from outside the box. But And Donnarumma's penalty... Record is really good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, I think, is like he's saved like 15 of the last 43 or something like that. We talked about that on one of the previous pods. Uh, and then... We did. You jump... <laughs> yeah. And then we jump uh, into your 5 million range, right? And then you've got more options. Uh, I'm not going to list all of them. I'm going to list the ones that I think are relevant. Piotov from Ukraine. Somer from Switzerland. Uh, what about Gordon from Scotland? Do you think maybe Gordon can be one of those keepers that racks up a lot of saves? No, stay away. I also don't even know if he plays. I think Marshall has the goal. Yeah, yeah, probably, eh? I, you tipped your boy Chesney. He's at 5 million, right? Yeah. and Kasper, yo. Along with the likes of uh, Shunin. Kasper. Yeah, Kasper as well is also 5 million. Yeah, that's also a great shout. Kasper also is pretty decent at saving penalties. Is he? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think so. You're not talking about his dad, eh? Uh, Papa Schmike? No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, then 4.5 goalies. I'm probably going to go for like a 4.5 and a 4 goalie, just saying. Just to save money and... Wow. I'll probably go like Tim Krul and Herdecki. But again, this can change because I still have to follow that whole no nego in my midfield rule. Mm. I've got to try that out. And you know what? I might end up with a better balanced 11 uh, moving forward, right? Okay. okay. Uh, but 4.5 goalies to pick them out. Like I said, Tim Krul, uh, who else? Bachmann for Austria. I think there were quotes from the coach saying how uh, Bachmann was going to be their uh, goalie. Yep, that sounds right. Roberto Sanchez, 4.5 Spain goalie. If you don't think David De Gea is going to get the nod, that could be a serious punt. Ah, uh, yeah. I have no idea, actually. I guess seniority, right? You mentioned this earlier. It should be De Gea. Yeah. Uh, one thing to note about uh, that combination of Tim Krull and Herdecki. Yeah. In match day three or game week three or whatever you want to call it, they play on the same day. So you only get to play one of them. And I think that will turn me off. Ooh. That is a great point. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to waste a transfer on a keeper. Fuck that shit. Exactly. And you, and you do want to get like, the best out of it. I mean, Tim Krill might keep it in cheap. Would you start Kredeki for sure, though? Like, just because he's a playing goalkeeper, he's the cheapest option sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know what? I might even go as high as Donnarumma then, honestly. 
a lot of people are doing it. I'm not keen, but hey, go for it. Let's see. Yeah, because it's like the first game, and once you kind of shit the bed there, who knows? I think I will stick at five. Yeah, let's see. It's still up in the air. I'll figure it out. We'll do like final. Th- are we gonna do final team reveals and stuff on Twitter? Should we? We could do it on we Twitter. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay, enough goalkeeper talk. I'm going to get sick. Uh, let's move on to the topic that I really wanted to talk about, which was the home form stuff. Do you want to kick us off with that? Sure. So I think in each group, when we've mentioned this before, there's like a host nation. They're going to play all their three games at home. That's Italy, Denmark, Netherlands, England, Spain, and Germany. They play all their group stage matches at home. Crowds... We've seen due to COVID that they do actually make a difference. Um, home team support, all that. So I'm slightly more favoring those teams. But in some of the groups, there's like a second host nation that played two of their games at home. So obviously they can't play the host nation at home because the host nation's at home. That's a mouthful. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> there's, a, um, there's a lot of home nation, host nations. Home... <laughs> okay, yeah. how about let's take it like one group at a time. Yeah, I think sure. let's do that, right? Uh, group A. Italy. Player favorites and host nation. We can move on. <laughs> yeah, so all of Italy has all their home games in Rome, basically, right? All the yep. group games are in Rome. No traveling, you know, all the upsides. Yeah. Group B. Denmark is playing all their games in Copenhagen, I believe. Russia plays two games at home. Yo, so I want to talk to you about Russia. So I think that might factor into how Russia performs. Yeah, honestly. Because, like, let's look at World Cup, right? What was that, 2018? Was that in Russia? Yep, yep. Before that tournament started, did you, like, how did you feel about Russia going in as a host nation? I mean, pretty much unknown because they didn't have to actually compete to get to the World Cup. That we didn't know how their squad looked or anything. I think I was low down on Russia for sure. Most people probably were. But do you not think that their home crowd played an advantage in their performance? Oh, for sure. For sure. Actually, in the tournament, they they smashed it, right? Like, Yeah, they did. Didn't they finish like in the final eight or something? They came really close towards the end. Probably. Third place could be like a re- really crucial thing in that group, right? Given Russia's fixtures. Yep. Denmark has all those home games, right? Yep. And if we think Belgium is going to eventually just top the group, yeah, that group is going to be a mess for Finland. <laughs> like, I really feel it for Finland. Agreed. Yeah, so so maybe you could be a bit higher on Russia during the group stages alone, right? On your Dubas or your Golovins. Sure. So, Group C. Netherlands is the host nation. Nothing else is talked about there. So yeah, Netherlands is basically the only team with the advantage, right? Uh, they're playing, I think, at the Cruyff Arena, is it? No clue. Yeah, the Johan Cruyff Arena, right? Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, he's he's Dutch, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Hopefully a couple of Cruyff turns and... Group D. England have the host nation in that group. And I think if England make it out and do make it to the semis and finals, they also have home advantage because I think those are playing at Wembley as well. Yep, so that's right. If England reached the final, they would play five of their seven games at home. That could be an insane advantage. Could you imagine Tyrone Mings in a European Championship final? Can you not? Like, I, I can't see anything <laughs> but that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's a good point if England make it that far. Or... 
you know what? It, even if like other teams make it that far, you could look at uh, players that you know play in EPL teams that might be comfortable, right? At that stage, uh, they could fucking thump it. Um, True. That I, I honestly don't think England's gonna get that far, but let's see. Um, the the team that um I really wanted to talk about in that group though, Scotland. Yeah, they got two games at home. Right in Glasgow, uh, I think Hampden Park. Is it in Hampden Park? Wait, you know what? I should really check that. Sure. They're playing Czech Republic and Croatia at home, yeah? No, it's in Dublin. Is it in Dublin? No, it's not in Dublin either. Holy crap, I'm all over the place right now. What? Where is Scotland Ireland? Right now? <laughs> what the? I'm what looking you? for Scotland in the group. Scotty um, doesn't know that Fiona and me do it. Oh, is that POC? That's such a weird way that they've named it. That's why... Like okay, if you look at the twenty, if you look at the official twenty twenty one match schedule, like they've got England as ENG, Croatia as CRO, Czech as CZE, and then friggin' Scotland is PO space C. That makes no sense. Yeah, I I blame Euro. I don't blame myself. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Scotland is kind of one of those nations that I think could just be like you know troublesome defense. They might not score, but. They uh, might just frustrate some nations, right? Uh, have the fans behind them to back them as well. True. Uh, so, you know what? That Czech, Czech Republic could finish last. Scotland might get third place shouts. You never know, right? Could happen. All right, let's move on to Group E. Group E, Spain are the host nations. They play all their games at home. And then you were telling me something about travel hours for these guys. Yeah, so... These guys are going to be flying, I think, between Bilbao and Dublin for their games, I think. Like, all the other teams are going to be traveling other than Spain in their group. Right. I think that was the uh, the pickout from that. But you've got, like, um, what is it? Uh, you've got other th- teams that are, like, traveling around a bit, right? You look at Turkey... I think Turkey is traveling between Italy and Baku and stuff. So there are some teams that don't have those home fixtures that are going to be on long flights and stuff. And I don't know how much you want to consider fatigue and stuff, like traveling and all that into your decision making. Maybe not overthink it too much, I would say. Yeah, probably not. Uh, But I I think we can probably look at the final group now. Sure. Uh, so Germany is the host nation there, and then Hungary do, does have two games at home. But you know what? Hungary are going to get them. Like I heard, Hungary has like a maxed out crowd. So who knows how that's going to turn out as well? It's going to turn out the same way Brazil, Germany did in Brazil. Like, Oh my God. We've just lost all our Brazilian fans. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's not say that. Um, No, but yeah. Imagine a full stadium for Hungary and you just get thumped every game. Like, that's not going to be pleasant. So let's hope it doesn't happen. It didn't happen in Brazil. What am I saying? Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Um, I wonder if Mbappe can get another hat-trick against the German team. Let's see. I mean, that's against Bayern Munich. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It could be something. Yeah, so that's a little bit about like the home forums and how home pictures might you know affect results, etc. So now I think we can move on to like the final part, which is like the draft part, which is what we're all about at the Banter Boys. Uh, so we did we did our own draft, right, tonight? Yep. We had like a nine-person uh, league set up. 
I know you had a second draft that you did immediately after that. Uh, do you want to talk about the second one first uh, before we talk about this one? I know you had like different numbered picks in both drafts as well. I got last spot in the first draft. I got first place in the second draft. And I think just having just done a draft, I was at ease for my second draft and it just worked out very well. Yeah. yeah. I really like my team. Um, Why don't you quickly run through the team that you had from your second draft? Sure, let me pull that up. I'm not in that league, so I don't care to discuss it later. Sorry. I, I love you, but... Oh, so. you, okay. <laughs> I didn't even think we were going to spend enough time on it. But right. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll spend some time. Up top, I have Lukaku, Muller, and Gerard Moreno. Uh, in mid, I have Chiesa and Berardi. So whichever one starts there, I'm covered. I have Wijnaldum. I have Ferran Torres. I have Yamalenko and Jack Grealish. In defense, I have Alderweireld, Guerrero, Ricardo Rodriguez, Havard, and Windal. And then in goal, I have Tim Krull. And I think just compared to the other teams in the league, this on paper looks so much more solid. Yeah, I mean, it, it also helps that you had first pick, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember in our first draft, you were just sitting down there in pain, looking as all the first options went away, right? Yep. You're a Lukaku, you're KDB. I mean, we'll chat, we'll chat about it in a bit, but yeah, that, that one was a lot more painful for you. Um, But yeah, I think you have a solid chance in your second draft, man. Like I said, I, I did message you, right? I think your second draft is going to go loads better, right? Oh, for sure, for sure. So you definitely did learn something from there, yeah. I did. And I'm happy that I got Tim Krull. Because somehow I managed to name my team Krull Runnings. Hey, that is so fitting. That is brilliant. So let's move over to the... the yeah, our draft. Yeah, so yep. we had nine teams drafting in there. Uh, I was eighth pick. You were ninth pick. <laughs> so... That wasn't that wasn't as fun. Yeah. But I'm thinking, you know, let's go through all the rounds for the draft. We'll mention the picks that we got at each round, and maybe the best and worst pick from each round. Oh yeah, sure. So in our first round, like the first three picks we'll mention were Lukaku, KDB, and Mbappe. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah. Harry Kane right after. I mean, yeah, those are definitely top four. Yeah, and then Lewandowski, Ronaldo, and Depay went after that, right? And then it, it fell to us. I went for Griezmann. Uh, Ryan, you then had like the back-to-back picks, right? Being the last pick in a snake order draft. Yep. So I got Immobile and then Thomas Muller. I just kind of wanted to get my thoughts out of the way. Oh, you know what you should check at the end of this is how many similar players you have from both drafts. I'm very curious what the count is. A lot. A lot. <laughs> so uh, let, me just, let me just undo what we said. Was that? We said Lukaku, De Bruyne, Mbappe, and Kane with the comfortable top fours. I thought Ronaldo would be in the top four in any draft. Anyway. Yeah, well, I thought Ronaldo would go first just because of, like, for somebody who doesn't play fantasy often, and also Ronaldo, I think, is the default highest rated player in the Euro draft website that we're using. Yep. Yeah, it's a little. It's probably a little surprising that Ronaldo... Well, at least Ronaldo going before Lewandowski. Yeah, exactly. So then, yeah, you went Immobile and Thomas Muller as your back-to-back picks. And then I went for Bruno Fernandes. Nice. But in that first round, I, I think it's very hard to pick, like, a best pick, right? It, it, like, you can... It's very hard for you to go wrong there. Right. If I had to pick a worst pick, I'm going to say Depay, first round. I 
Personally, I'm not sure if I would have gone for Depay in the first round of a draft. Maybe early second round. I would have taken him in the first round. Uh, for me, the worst pick there is Lewandowski, just because I don't think he goes the distance in the tournament. Yeah. I do think he can smash it in group stages, but... You know what? And then if you're a draft manager that has Lewandowski smashing in group stages, maybe try and trade him right before playoffs. You can probably get a, a first pick defender, maybe, for Lewandowski, right? And it's probably a defender that can take you all the way to the semifinals. True. Uh, so we look at our second round. Um, who do you think is maybe the best pick in that lot? Honestly, I might give it to either you or Ian. Bruno, for you. Yeah. Bruno, you think? Yeah? Yeah. I mean, given his performance today, yes. Right. Um, In terms of a worst... Yeah, I was going to say... Yeah, sorry, go of, ahead. Yeah, same thing you said. Worst pick, hands down. Actually, no, it's not hands down. I think we have like a five-way tie. No. <laughs> it's a two-way tie. Breeze Merchants no? and Andre Silva, for sure. Not Kiesa in your second round. Yeah, but at least Kiesa may play. And Alvaro Morata. Morata may play. Kiesa may play. Yeah, Grealish that's may true. Play. That's true. But Andre Silva and Dries Mertens do not play. Yeah, yeah. Mertens is not playing at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right there. I'll, I'll give you that one for sure. So we're really going to bash people. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I- I'm trying not to bash people. I'm hoping that they take this constructive criticism well and they improve in their future drafting scenarios right gotcha gotcha what about round three uh i think then we had the latter end picks in there right uh i went for insigne i am fucking shocked insigne fell to me so late in that third round uh but you went back-to-back picks of ferran torres and diego jota yeah so i had two forwards i now had to focus on mids and yeah I think those out of all the mids that were left were the two mids I liked the most that I thought could go far. Can you pick a best pick and a worst pick out of that third round? That third round best pick? Mm, probably Nabri. Yeah. Or Ferran Torres, who yeah, you picked, I, wanna, I think is also I a great say third myself. round pick. Uh, worst pick? Hey, toot your fucking horn, man. Worst pick? <laughs> Actually, Phil Foden's a great pick too. Uh, worst pick? Thorgan has it, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's easy. Right, okay. Thorgan could start, you know. I think he starts, but... Thorgan could smash it. You never know. He's kind of reverse OOP. Yeah. He's playing as a wing back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, he has gotten attacking returns from that position, right? He has, he has. Okay, so let's look at the fourth round, I believe, now. Um, Like I said, your back-to-back pick was Yugo Jota, and then I went for Christian Eriksen after. Yep. Uh, but let's, again, pick uh, best and worst picks in that round. This one is actually a lot tougher to choose from, I think, for, like, a best pick. Best pick, I would say, is probably Moreno. Uh, if he plays, I think he's the best pick by by far. Yeah. You've got the likes of Benzema, Modric, uh, Chakanoglu in there. Gareth Bale is also in there. Those are some big hitters right there, right? Yeah. If they go off. Yeah. Uh, but I think maybe worst pick, I would probably say Bukayo Saka. It's, it's kind of obvious. Yeah, it's Saka for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know what was going through the manager's mind when he did that. I, I'm not going to lie. There were a few managers that were unprepared in our draft. 
they might have just been going with EPL picks at that point. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the best routes. I would suggest maybe just pick four countries and just target those countries. Go defenders early if you have to. Just don't pick up Bukayo Saka in your fourth round. <laughs> like, um, yeah, let, let's just go to the next round. So again, we were at the latter end of that round. I went with Genie Wijnaldum. Great pick. And you went for a trigger pick of Malinowski. Yeah, so I kind of panicked here and I ran out of time. Yamo is still free, but... Given the round, though, I think Malinowski is like one of the best picks considering what other people <laughs> picked true, that round. True, true. Uh, I guess it's really just a toss-up between him and Yamalenko. I might have gone Yamalenko if I rethink it now, but hey, yeah. Compared to everybody else, it worked out. Set pieces, though. True. You've got that insurance. True. I think you got the best pick on this round for sure. Really? Not uh, Bernardo Silva or Mason Mount, maybe? Mount, maybe. But I think Wijnaldum is probably... I don't know. His stats for the national team is just so good. Captain should play. Yeah, that's true. He's a different monster for Netherlands versus Liverpool. Yeah, captain as well. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. And then you had back-to-back pick for this round, right? So who was your back-to-back pick? Yeah, so I went with Carrasco just because all the... Big Belgium hitters were gone already. And I just wanted a piece of Belgium. But I don't think I'm going to hold on to Carrasco more than maybe one or two weeks. I think he may drop out if KDB or Hazard comes back. I'm going to try to trade him early on. And maybe this will fail now that we're telling everybody my strategy. But hey. (laughs) I mean, you might as well well send in the offer now. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? You <laughs> fucked up everything with your pick. Oh, yeah, I did. Because I went for the first defender in this round. Uh, I think this was the sixth round of the draft? Yep. Something like that. So, okay, the reason I went for Thomas Munier is because, like you said, all the big hitters for Belgium were gone. I was like, fuck it. I really want a Belgian player. And you fucking went for Malinowski. So I was like, okay, either I continue picking up all the good midfielders where people are starting to eye at this point, right? Because I think, like, Bergwies and Yarmo and stuff went after um, this point. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Let me just stir the fucking pot and confuse managers in our draft. So I was like, let me be the first one to pick up a defender because after that, <laughs> everyone started picking up defenders, right? Right after me, um, Alba, the Spanish fullback, went, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that round, Pavard went as well, so... In that round, best and worst, yeah. Best? Um, for me, Yarmolenko, I think. Yeah, Yarmolenko's a solid pick as well. Actually, no, Pavard, Pavard. Yeah, P- Pavard as well, yeah. I mean, out of all the defenders, yeah, I probably could, I could have gone um, Pavard over Munier, right? Yep, probably. Uh, I'm gonna go worst pick is probably Che Adams. Yeah, that's a, that was another surprise. Yeah, but you know what? We're starting to see a, a pattern, a trend here with uh, the last three worst picks on the manager. We're not going to shout you out. Don't worry. But uh, Ryan, you might want to check on your friend, mate. No, not the last three. He was fine around before. Surely the last three. No, he was fine around before this. Was he? He he went Timu Puki before this. That's that's okay compared to... Well, yeah, okay. I think your Georgie Nuazu is there, but are you really gonna pick Tumi Puki before Benjamin Pavard? Oh no, no, no. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so let's quickly move on uh, to the next round. Uh, again, we were the last picks for this one. 
I continued on my defensive uh, run and I went for Florenzi because Spinozola went right before me. Yep. And I think at this point you were just really upset with me. I was just upset with everyone because the amount of defenders that went. Cancelo went, Ricardo Rodriguez had just went, Ruben Diaz went, Spinozola and Florenzi just went before me. So I decided I had to get a defense too. You know... And I was tossing up between Windal and Dumfries. And I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking both. Fuck you guys. <laughs> so yeah, my back-to-back was... The Dutch defense. Yep. Double Ds. Double Dutch, yo. Yeah. Um, for me, when I came back around after your Dumfries pick, I needed a striker. So I went for Yaramchuk from Ukraine. I think he could get some minutes could get like a goal or two maybe like the ukraine team is pretty solid man uh but before we move on to that next round i'm gonna easily say that the worst pick in that round was hugo loris going so early in a draft yeah 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 for sure a goalkeeper that early on is not necessarily true i mean the only other person i'd look at is maybe kimmich because he's a midfielder in the game now yeah i would i would think ricardo rodriguez does not warrant that early of a pick either yeah just because he has pens? No. If you're going to apply like the Lewandowski sort of logic to it. Yeah. True. Maybe. Uh, so next round. So yeah, we talked about Dumfries and Yarmchuk. Um, any best or worst picks from this round that jump out at you? I think Laporte could be a solid pick. Rudiger could also be a solid pick. Yeah. I think the worst pick here, maybe Chao Felix or Calvin Lewin. Not Luke de Jong. Yeah, I was thinking Luke, but does he play? If he plays, it's fine. I don't think Luke then, starts. Yeah, then it's Luke. I don't think Luke starts. I think Weghorst, Depay, or Berguis are fighting for that top two position. So Frankie starts, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the De Jong starts. I just don't know which. And Darun starts, I think, as well. Yeah. Is it Frankie starts then? I think Frankie starts. Yeah, okay. So I think it's Luke. Luke is the one I'm picking out of there. Okay, um, back into the next round, end of that round. I got Jose Gaia, Spanish fullback. You got Marco Arnautovic, Austrian forward, yep. I want to say, yep, yep. in this game. Uh, best pick, worst picks in that round? Uh, best pick for me is a toss-up between Gundo and Danny Olmo. Yeah, Gundo was a nice pick by uh, Natsun right there, yeah. And I'm obviously going to give waste pick goalkeeper. I still think you should not be drafting a goalkeeper this early into the draft. True. Even though it's Courtois. Yeah, fair. Let's look at the next round. We were back-to-back for this. So you went Arnautovic and then Zinchenko. I went Seferovic for my final striking spot. How do you feel about that? I'm a bit nervous about him and Gavranovic rotating. I think he starts. I think he's probably more likely to give, be given minutes than Gavranovic. Or if not, pair them both. Okay. I think you kind of panicked. I don't think you needed to pick up a last forward so early on because I think most people had exhausted their striker forwards. But yeah, um, not a bad. Oh, pick. you know that's something I didn't consider actually. Observing other teams and looking at who they need to go pick up next, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I think at that point there was only one more team that needed a forward as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so. In that round, again, I'm going to say worst pick is probably Gigi Donnarumma. Um, I disagree, actually. I think Donnarumma, in my opinion, is worth it if he gets like a pen save, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think Kufal is probably my worst pick there. 
I mean, yes, he was great for West Ham, but I don't think Czech Republic are keeping clean sheets. What about Angola Kante without balls recovered? No, I actually like Kante because we, well, most people think France will go to, straight to the final, right? Yeah, yeah. In those late stages, Kante taking over one point, two point, three points, those things add up. Yeah, that's a great point, yeah. Uh, next round, we were the latter end of that. I went with my final midfielder spot. I remember this. I went for Berardi. I'm surprised he fell at the 90th spot in the draft. Yeah. Um, I guess it's still kind of a question mark on who starts, right? Berardi or Chiesa? I mean, though Chiesa did go a lot earlier. Yeah. So, still surprising. Uh, who did I go for? Luke Shaw. And you've got Bernadeschi and Barella as well. So. Yeah. Barella had just gone wrong before. Yeah. I went for Luke Shaw. I don't know. I think I just wanted a piece of England. Yeah. Yeah. Really nothing more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it was starting to get really nitty gritty, right? Everyone was trying to just go for defenders and goalkeepers. So it, it, it's like really hard to like say there's like best picks or waste picks sort of thing. Yeah. But out of like the remaining spots, like are you surprised uh, like which of the names that you were surprised went that late? Maybe Pau Torres at 108? No, I'm not that surprised by that. I am more surprised by maybe Chiellini at 102. Jordan Pickford at 119. Yeah, that was my first goalie pick. What about Oyar Zabal at 115? I don't know. I think there is enough rotation risk around him to warrant him going that late. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then the rest is just a bunch of goalies that we picked, right? And because we have the flex spot in this league, we had to draft two goalies and then just quickly dump them as soon as the draft was over and pick up whichever other outfielder position you want. Right, yeah. But no, the last, last pick actually to me is the most surprising. The best one probably of all last picks. <laughs> I noticed that everybody maxed out their midfielders, so I didn't have to worry. And there were still some gems left, right? There was Zielinski, there was Forsberg, and there was Tielemans. Yeah. So I just grabbed Tielemans up last. Yeah, Golovin as well. Golovin is still there, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I managed to get Tielemans as my very last pick. And I think that's a solid pick, like the same way you mentioned Kante, right? Just those couple of points that are going to tick you over. Like you have a short pick. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of how our draft went. Damn. Yep. Holy shit, we've been talking for quite a while. We should probably wrap things up. Uh, but I kind of want to maybe highlight the draft sheet that we used. Um, well, I used. What was your like um, prep and strategy when you were doing your drafts today, by the way? Just wing it. Fuck it. Let's just go. Yeah. I went into like a full-on fucking draft sheet. And Ryo, I've sent you a copy. It's the most colorful thing ever. Uh, I mean, typically, like I've seen people, they do like draft rankings. Like they list all their players and then go according to that list. Sometimes I kind of just like to have all the options out there and just kind of color code it. So as people are going away on like the Excel sheet, I'll just blank it out, blank it out. And then whatever colorful names or, you know, depending on their color code, I'll go for that person before, etc. Right? I just find, like, it's an easier way to kind of look at it. So I want to, like, kind of rattle off, like, the top forwards and the top mids and top defenders that I think, you know, managers can probably go after in their draft, right? Yeah, go for it. Forwards, I want to start with, and if you have any one that I've missed out, please throw them in. 
Uh, forwards, I'm going to go Immobile, Mbappe, Lukaku, Griezmann, Ronaldo, Kane, and to end Lewandowski, I think are like your premium strikers to target in a draft. And then after that, Muller, Moreno, Depay, Yilmaz, Safarovic, Poulsen, Zuba. Right. So for me, the only difference there would be I'd put Depay in that first bracket. I'm that high up. So maybe swap Depay and Lewandowski. Uh, ooh, that's tough. I see why it's tough now. Yeah, probably. Probably. Like, okay, if the draft came to you in that round and you had to pick between Lewandowski and Depay, who are you going to go for? I was picking Depay. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. If your draft is big enough where you've reached the teams of like Hungary, Macedonia, and Czech Republic, you could probably target Adam Slazai, Trajkovsky, and Schick. I think they could get a couple of goals in the group stages as well. Um, midfielders, the prime ones I want to shout out. Uh, Insigne, KDB, Hazard, Bruno, Bilva, and again, in no particular order, okay? Uh, Nabri, Ferran, Torres, uh, Berardi and Kai Havertz, Zielinski, Malinowski, Yarmolenko, Wijnaldum from uh, Netherlands, Chakanoglu, Perisic and Modric from Croatia, Shakiri, Eriksen, Golovin. Uh, you think I'm missing anyone out out of that, like premium sort of midfielders that you would want i've not mentioned a single english midfielder by the way yeah it's too hard to call right rotation yeah i don't think you've missed anyone but i think you've added up some people i wouldn't have definitely i don't like modric on there i'm not too sure about shakiri but besides them yeah i'm keen on the rest all right all right well then defenders i pretty much just highlighted fullbacks like, I, I highlighted basically, like, one defender from each uh, squad. So, like, the defenders I list off is, like, Florenzi, uh, Munier, Pavard, uh, Cancelo, uh, Gosens, Alba from Spain, Rybus from Poland, Zinchenko from Ukraine, Windal over Dumfries for the Netherlands, uh, Salic over Soyuncu for Turkey, uh, Rodriguez, Swiss-scoring, penalty-scoring defender, Maele and Kiar, maybe Maele over Kiar because of his attacking potential. Mario Fernandez is another good attacking defender from Russia. Alioski on penalties. I'm pretty sure he's still undrafted in our league. Leiner from Austria and Robertson and Tierney from Scotland. Uh, any other names you want to throw in there? Nope, I think that's more than enough. I kind of like an English fullback. Um, it's just hard to call it. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, if I knew Reese James was nailed, I'd pick Reese James for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I talked to you about the possibility of maybe Reese James even playing as one of the right centre-backs, right? Yeah. He recently took up that role for Chelsea. You never know. It could happen. Yep. Anyways, uh, that's it. That's all we had planned. I think we can probably go fucking sleep now. It's, like, past midnight. Uh, we've rambled up long enough. Uh... Again, um, we're probably not going to pod again until after the group stages. So before your playoffs, we got like a little bit of a day gap in between. Because all the match days and games are back to back. I don't have the time <laughs> to, to do any podding for that. I've got uh, some other stuff uh, that we're working on. Um, yeah, probably, you know, even one of those new Twitter spaces, uh, that live forum, right? That's something that's probably going to pop up. Uh, the Banner Boys might feature in one of the Twitter spaces, so keep an ear out for that. Uh, but other than that, Ryo, uh, before we sign off for 
few weeks, a couple of weeks or whatever. Do you have any final points, final suggestions, advice for the group stages, managers, etc.? Uh, no, I guess. <laughs> yeah, nothing comes to mind. <laughs> nothing? Not a single thing. Just listen to some more educated people than us. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. Look out for the lineups before kickoff if you're playing the official game. Yeah, it's a lot to keep on top of, but you got to change your captain every day unless they absolutely smash it early on. Um, look out for the lineups. Surprises do happen. And just do not, do not bring someone in off your bench until you absolutely have to. Subbing out as a player just because they scored zero is not necessarily the best play. Someone can score minus one and you want to take them out instead. Don't yep. rush it. Great point. And uh, last thing is, yo, if you want to play all fours, hit us up. <laughs> oh, I think that's a perfect way to end it. But yeah, uh, just listeners, fans, just... You know, thank you so much for the support. Thank you for listening to our Euro content. Again, it's not the best thing that you can get out there, but we enjoy doing it. Um, and you know what? If you're not playing draft or you're not playing official game, just enjoy the football. Enjoy the break, right? Uh, go get vaccinated. Uh, for people that are still struggling in COVID-related countries, stay safe. We're still not out of it. You know, us down here in Trinidad, we're still in a state of emergency. So times are still wild. So yeah, stay indoors, be responsible, and enjoy beautiful football that's coming your way. Yeah, hit us up with any questions you may have. We're not going to be potting, but we'll definitely respond on Twitter, or the socials, whatever. I know you do that shit better than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit us up on the Reddits, on the Twitters, on the Discords. Go listen to like the part where I plugged in Ross's part. Find us on all the socials. We'll respond. We'll answer any burning questions that you have. Um, and I think... That's a perfect way to kind of sign off. So I will catch you on the next episode, Ryo. Peace. Peace.